therapist taught me once that quitting is not a bad thing. Giving up is. And they are not always the same. This therapist was teaching me about me when we weren't even talking about me. Well, at least I wasn't. But I'm glad she was. And I believe so was my daughter. Sweet 16 today Looking like her mama A little more every day One part woman The other part girl To perfume and makeup From ribbons and curls Trying her wings out In a great big world But I remember Butterfly kisses to bedtime prayer Sticking little white flowers All up in her hair You know how much I love you, Daddy But if you don't mind I'm only gonna kiss you on the cheek this time Oh, with all that I've done wrong I must have done something right and it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Damn, great song there. For any guy out there with a daughter, from a toddler to a teen to a titan of industry, dads and their daughters are different. And hopefully, they never give up on each other, even if they ever choose to quit. Simply and succinctly put, after my divorce from my first wife, my daughter's mom, I went to counseling to change, to improve, and to learn how not to make the same mistakes that I'd made in that marriage all over again. I wanted to be a better man, a better husband again someday, and a better dad immediately. Well, my young daughter was involved in some extracurricular activity, and after a while, she wanted to stop being involved, stop doing it. In talking with my therapist about this, she emphasized how it was okay to quit something if she, if my daughter, had found something different that she felt better about doing. Now, why this therapist chimed in so swiftly and strongly with that point initially eluded me, until she pointed out that it was my tendency to not quit anything, to see everything through, 
Hell, even my marriage, that marriage that had just ended, the whole time her mom and I were married, my mantra to me was, I will not get divorced, a.k.a. I will not quit. Now, that is not the same thing as saying, I will successfully be happily married. But that is a whole other another podcast for later. As for my daughter, the therapist was right. It was right for me to learn and accept the distinction between quitting and giving up and to give that freedom, that lesson, and that example to my little girl. My daughter deserved nothing less, and I hope that she's as comfortable now and familiar with those two different views as I've worked to become. Okay, fast forward some 10 to 12 years later. I found myself downsizing the gym that I owned in order to provide a new and an improved environment and business experience to my clients inside a new and improved location. Well, that meant moving and liquidating literally tons of weights and equipment. And that, my friend, is a job no one wants. No mover wanted it, that's for sure. So the job quotes that I got were astronomical. And yeah, I spelled astronomical with an A-S-S. Because that is exactly where it felt like I was getting it given to me. Moving on. So I did hire two men and a truck crew for half a day. And the three of us, yeah, me too, I literally led the way. The three of us broke sweats. We broke records. We tried not to break equipment or break our backs, and we came close to breaking our own spirits. I admired these kids for their work. I say kids because at that time I was 49, and old enough to be their pops, you might say. Anyways, when I called the office to try and hire them again for the next weekend, I was told frankly and matter-of-factly they would not send anyone back to my job because, and I quote, that was the hardest work they had ever done. You know what? They were right. So, I finished it myself. And long, boring story, now abbreviated, there was a day when I collapsed on a staircase, literally shaking and trembling, unable to right myself, unable to get back up. It was temporarily physically impossible for me to get myself up, which means I actually couldn't even get out of my own way. That can be a problem for us sometimes, huh? getting out of our own way. Eventually, my new and now and forever wife, Carrie, came to look for me. There I sat, just shaken, like nothing I had ever felt before. I had worked myself to the point of complete and total inoperable exhaustion. And it was sitting there that I remembered the difference between quitting and giving up. And that's when my now forever mantra manifested itself in my mind. I thought, I have not quit, I ain't been beat, and I'm not done yet. So I got up, with some help from Carrie as my handmaiden and a handrail. I got it done. I got it done because I got up, but I didn't give up. And since then, I have quit something. I've quit considering myself so damn invulnerable. See, if you quit because you've reviewed, you, re, you know, we, we, we re-look at, we, we reassess. If you quit because you've rethought and redirected yourself to something else that we're convinced is better, something that you want, either something you want to be or something you want to believe, then that, that's quitting voluntarily and stopping something from a different choice option. It's like quitting smoking or quitting a job. It's not the same thing as giving up, at least 100% of the time. To quit something means to leave, like leaving a job, or 
something better or something different. But giving up sometimes to just mean stop trying. Some folks can even manipulate it and say, well, I'm giving up on giving up smoking. <laughs> if you've ever decided to quit smoking and go back to smoking, I know a man who quit when he was 50, but he said all along that he was going to go back to smoking when he turned 80, because by then he figured that he would deserve a drag or two. Unfortunately for us, we lost a good man. He didn't make it all the way to 80. But how do you know, how do we know if giving up on something may be based on false assumptions? In math and finance and economics, it's pretty clear cut. In economics and business, a decision-making called a sunk cost is a cost that has already been incurred and cannot be recovered. Sunk costs are contrasted against, though, prospective costs, which are future costs that may or may not be avoided if action is taken. Basically, it's called cutting your losses. We call that quitting while you're ahead, or maybe just not too far behind. Never giving up, though, never letting go of your grip on hope, that's important. Sometimes quitting is just course correction. It's a trajectory adjustment. But it can be hard to tell the difference between quitting and giving up. It's hard to let go of something that you think or you feel should keep its grip on you. So if you're ever wondering if you should quit, whether it's to stop working on a job or a big project, accept the fact that it can be hard to know if you're making the right choice or just, just making the convenient one or the familiar one, the it's what I've done before one. We're all raised to believe that the best approach in life is to never give up. And while perseverance, grit, and never say die are valuable to success, so is knowing when to walk away. And we're not talking the Kenny Rogers, know when to hold them, know when to fold them thing. Well, maybe we are. I know I've stayed in the wrong game, Mr. Rogers, too long before. And I am lucky. I am blessed, actually, that I survived. So I never say I won't give up. I never say I won't quit. But I do say something I believe in when I need to believe that I can. Remember, I haven't quit, I ain't been beat, and I'm not done yet. Remember that moving story of the move in the staircase? Been there ever since, and that's what works for me. But what about you? How can you tell when quitting is the right thing to do? After all, if you give in every time that you feel like throwing in the towel, you'll never get anything done. Besides, when it comes to throwing in the towel, a good rule of thumb is to pick up the towel, wipe the sweat from your eyes so you can see clearly to decide. Throw it in or jump back in. Speaking of rules of thumb, get a grip on this. It's called a five-finger approach to getting a grip on decisions to quit or not to. But it's all about asking. First finger, ask yourself. Why did I start this in the first place? Every worthwhile endeavor was going to have its struggles and it's going to have its setbacks. It's going to have its testing times. And it can be easy for us to fixate and forget. We get fixated on how dire things are and we forget why we pursued the project or said yes to the challenge in the first place. So ask, why did you begin? Second finger, why do I feel the need to quit? We all want something to change when it makes us unhappy or uncomfortable. But is the correct change? Is it us changing our involvement? Is it us changing our commitment? Or is it us changing our expectations? Keeping calm 
keep calm and carry on, as they say. <laughs> in addition to understanding why we took it on in the first place, figuring out why we're thinking of giving it up makes it easier to decide which is best. Remember, when your values don't feel like they align with what you're doing, you're probably not going to be able to make yourself happier in the long term. If you can't, I mean can't, go home at the end of the day feeling proud of the decisions that you made at work, it is time to consider a move. So, ask why are you thinking of stopping this? Third finger. Have I done everything that I can to make this work for me? Ask that. Sometimes our frustrations might come from change, and the best thing to do in that instance is embrace it. I know. Embrace the frustrating. I get it. But there's going to be times, however, when no amount of pivoting is going to lead to the results that you want. So ask, what else could I have or can I still do? Fourth finger, what do I have to gain by quitting? Everything you do has an opportunity cost. Whether you choose to do something or not, sometimes quitting something means that you gain more resources, you gain more time, gain more energy, even gain more assistance to do something that's more important to you. Everyone should learn the lesson that quitting something that wasn't that important in the first place to them freed them up to do the things that they really wanted to do. In other words, there can be a lot to gain by quitting, not just losing that groan of your current unhappiness. See, we don't like it when we think about our limits, but we've all got them. And while grit, that's the dirty, steely determination stuff of memories and stories, quitting is often an issue of dealing with real limits, pushing them, optimizing them, most of all knowing them. Ask yourself, when is it time to acknowledge trade-offs and focus your energy on the things that matter and just quit doing everything else? Fifth finger, one for the thumb. What, how will you feel about yourself? How will I feel about myself after I choose the change? This is what I call mirror mortal time. Looking in the mirror, honest, vulnerable, and authentic. Look in that mirror and say, how will I see me looking back at me, looking back at my decision afterwards? This is asking the hardest question about how you'll live with yourself after the fact. See y'all, we can learn the distinction between when it's smart to quit and when we've just gotten so damn stubborn, too stubborn to give up. Stubborn is a mule. or Maybe not quite a mule. How about a farmer's little donkey? Reminds me of the famous fable. One day, a farmer's donkey fell into an abandoned well, terrified. The animal bayed and cried for hours while the farmer tried all he could to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided the animal was too old and impossible to retrieve. He realized that the well needed to be filled in order to prevent future losses, so he asked his neighbors to help him. They all grabbed shovels and began to throw dirt into the well. Now, at first, when the donkey realized that this was happening, that he was being buried alive, he cried horribly. Then eventually, to everyone's shock, the donkey quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer paused and looked down while his neighbors were still working. He looked down the well and he was astonished at what he saw. With each shovel of dirt that hit the donkey's back, the donkey would just shake it off and take a step up. 
As the farmer and his neighbors continued to throw dirt on top of the animal, he would just shake it off and take another step up. Soon everyone around was amazed as the donkey stepped up and over the edge of the well and happily trotted off. You're not being an ass just because you got a little donkey in you. Life is going to throw dirt your way and attempt to bury you. However, no one ever gets out of life's deep holes by giving up. So quit crying, shake the dirt off, and take a step up. You can quit whatever, wherever you put yourself. But don't ever give up on yourself when you find yourself where someone else, where the world, tried to leave you. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry from page 108. Fate leads him who follows it and drags him who resists. Plutarch. And the guide's point of view on this? Fate is so unprovable, but it gets the credit and or the blame for our track record so much and so often. So, is it fate? Or is it faith? So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided Journal system, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just given to you? Where have you added to the world that was above and beyond you? Now be grateful for all of that. Reflect on it, respect it, and navigate somewhere next. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.